Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Vocal Defrag. Defragging is giving yourself permission to ask yourself questions. You notice I said yourself. We'll run around all over the place asking people questions about their day. Hey, how you doing? What are you doing about this situation? It's almost like we're trying to get the attention off from us because we know how we're living. We know the chapters that we have written. We know our sins. We know all the things that have gone right or wrong inside our mind, body, and soul. So we do everything to ask them questions about their lives. Or how about this? We ask questions so that we can compare our lives with theirs. That's not what defragging is all about. Defragging is putting the attention on you. Asking questions and questioning answers. Not running to other people, seeking answers, but actually seeking answers from yourself. It's a tough job, man, because that inner self comes with censors. It comes with judgment. It comes with procrastination. So the goal is to be real, to be in a moment of now and just simply ask a question and question and answer. Defragging, I do it in two different areas. I do it in a journal so that I can go back and read the written word. And I also do a vocal defrag on a digital device because the written word doesn't come with pitch, volume, and tone. It doesn't come with emotion. It comes with interpretation. So to go back and listen to your voice and listen to the journey and or struggles or the road to victory, it helps you understand you. That's the whole idea. It's not an act of conceit. It's not overconfidence. It's you getting to know you. Your anxiety, why do you have it? Have you ever asked the questions and questioned the answers? This is Vocal Defrag. Late last night, a guest at the essential job came up to me and shared a quote. He, well, first of all, he told me he was 75 years old, and I said, God, there's just no way. I'm not going to believe that you're 75. And his quote was, we are made well, but we're not made to last. I stopped. I literally stood there. I had never heard anything like that before. I even Googled it today to find out where did such a quote come from. Now, Google kept putting me on Corinthians. I'm going to have to read Corinthians, and I'm going to have to read some of the Psalms to find out what does this mean? Because even in my morning writing, I put on the page the attempt to explain what it means. We are all made well, but not made to last. There's something there. I just don't know how to find the answer. So I'm going to ask the questions and question the answers. And the question, first of all, is, is that I realize we're made well, and I do realize that we're not made to last. But why, for some reason, does it create harmony in my heart? It's like life and death. You're standing on the corner of walk and don't walk. Now, some people would tell you that I am not made well because I'm constantly in pain. I get that. I also understand that with that pain, you have limitations. You have these boundaries 
that have been naturally placed in front of you so that you don't overdo. My wife asked me this morning, how do you deal with all the body aches that come with your essential job? And I said, I don't think about it. The goal is to manage the pain, not to compare my life to the way it was, but rather to be in my presence of now. This is how I'm feeling now. Is it really that much pain? And is it stopping you from doing something? Because if it was, well, that's when you go to the professionals. But if I'm still able to move and I'm still able to achieve, then maybe I'm not so much in pain and my mind, body, and soul is pretty much looking for an escape, to get away from, to be lazy, to just basically not do what it doesn't want to do. And I did some research on that as well about why do people always say that they, have a, they don't want to go to work? And, and the reason being is because it has something to do with putting your body in motion. A lot of people don't want to do that because they know what the effects are when you put your body in a situation where you're going to be lifting or you're going to be walking or you're going to be stressing out over other people's problems. So back to the original thing. We are made well, but we are not made to last. The legacy of who you are is not really in your hands. I mean, you can try to become, and you probably already are, but how you're going to be remembered is not in your hands. It's controlled by those that you influenced. For instance, I always talk about my father, that he was kind of a rough guy. And uh, it wasn't until way later on in life that I first heard about this thing called PTSD. He was a sergeant in World War II. And I have always felt guilty because of that. Because I didn't, as a child or even a teenager, research what could be right or wrong with my father. Nobody in the family did. I had to find out what PTSD is through other soldiers that have served this great nation. So his legacy in my heart, my early years were tough with him. But as he grew older, this man still lives in my heart today. And he's every bit the reason why I do a podcast called The Lyrics from Billy's Forest. Is because when the word got to me that he had passed away, I went into this forest at the Billy Graham Library, and I did nothing but write. And like I always say, these are not my words. These are the lyrics from Billy's Forest. In other words, I went there to listen. So I believe that my father planted a giant seed in my heart because my entire life he always said, are you not listening to me? Are you not listening? What are you listening to? But now when I go into a forest, the only thing I do is I listen. That lesson my father planted all those years ago is how I guide my life even today. We are built well, but we're not made to last. Thinking about that makes you wonder, how long are you going to last? How do you prepare for that moment when what you have begins breaking down? The strength of your arms. You start deflating in size. I used to be 6'1". I'm now 5'11". Does that affect me mentally? Absolutely. It sure does. Because there are people that are towering over me. Because I used to be that bigger guy. And I used that bigger guy appeal so that I could get into situations where it was like, hey, wait a second. 
I'm coming across as a leader because of my height, but not my actions. Ooh, have you done that? How about the Samson thing, huh? With the long hair. Samson cut his hair. He lost all of his energy. I have long hair. Do I believe there's energy in that? No, it's always in my face. So therefore, I, I have it behind me, tied up. And it's like, why do I even have long hair if I can't even see it? Somebody commented about my ponytail yesterday. I don't know what's going on back there. Please tell me that it's nothing embarrassing. We are all built well, but we're not made to last. Was the message shared with me as a way of reminding me? Get prepared. Get ready. I may be 61 right now, but we all know that 61 can easily become 71, 81, if we're lucky. We're all built well, but we're not made to last. I've had people share with me, yeah, man, we've been married 51 years, 51 years. I said, so what is it like between the, the years of 40 and 51? And he says, you learn how to grow old together. But you can't find yourself consistently thinking about, well, it's almost over. My last moments are almost here. Because none of us know where that is on the map. Nobody wants to know that. It's, it's one of those things that if we did know, we would probably argue with the higher power saying, no, I, I, I'm not going that route. I need more time to replenish and to rebuild, to put myself in a position where I don't have to deal but that's not the way it goes. As we grow in age, and we all will, the question is, are you taking care of the body that you were given at birth? We're all built well, like a smartphone. We never use its entire strength. The same is true about your mind, body, and soul. We never use our entire strength. We rely instead on the things that make us feel comfortable, secure. But what happens if you defrag and you begin asking the questions and questioning the answers and you start a process of putting yourself in a position of not being comfortable? Because victory doesn't come with comfort all the time. Victory comes with struggle. It comes with doubt. It comes with fear. And you put yourself in a position like that, and all of a sudden, the vision becomes clear. This is what you were supposed to do. This is how you're going to do it. But in order to get there, you have to ask the questions and question the answers. Don't ask anybody around you. What do they know about you? They didn't come out of the womb that you did, nor have they walked the steps that you have. They may know about it because you've shared conversations, but nobody's in your mind but you. You. Ask the questions, question the answers. We were all built well, but we won't last forever. I'm Arrow, and that's Vocal Defrag.